0: welcome to Indie star insider we have a brand new episode here for 2020 and this interview is one that has been years in the making literally we've been talking about doing an interview for so long and it hasn't happened uh today's guest is uh came to me through andrew shervak and ann thatcher of uh the balcony show originally Came to find out she's an artist, and uh, we've been following her career. She's doing very well, and it's great to have Emily Noel as our guest here on Indie Star Insider. How you doing, Emily?
1: I'm well. How are you?
0: I'm excellent. Uh, we've had a great and you're time right, talking. I, yes,
1: it has been a while. Like I feel like we have been talking about this for a while.
0: A long time. A long time. <laughs> I I and noticed. Here we are. Yeah, exactly. I noticed. When I first took on the balcony for Indie Star Radio, I noticed the picture of you. And your picture, it was this, you had this short haircut, and you were sassy. You had this little pout. And I'm like, there's more to this girl than meets the eye. She's, uh, She's just got some kind of it factor. And I want to work with her and her cohorts at the balcony. And then came to find out you're an artist. And I'm like, oh, all right, well you know, here we go. This is, this is going to be great. And we've been playing your tracks, me, myself, and I, I miss you. And, uh, you know, you're doing more and we're going to uh, talk a little bit about how you got started. Um, all right. Tell me, Which I do
1: thank yeah. you for the support as always for playing my music. I it's much appreciate
0: it. <clears throat> no, oh, it's no problem. No problem. Um, uh, we have very high standards. Your music has been uh, very, you know, it's, it's been a good fit to our station and uh, we're very happy to, uh, to play your music and to support you as you continue through your musical journey, especially as we get to know what it took to get there. Um, but first, I want to know, when did you start to think about being a singer? When did it start to kind of marinate in your mind that you wanted to do something musically? Was it as a child or did it come later? Tell us about your first time you thought... That you wanted to be uh a, an artist
1: yeah i mean honestly like it sounds cliche but when people are like i knew my whole life that i did like when i was little um you know i would at that time i you know it was like the walkman and then later came like the portable cd player but you know i would listen to like my favorite artist and you know i would go out in the backyard or um you know in my room to my stuffed animals and like you know put on my own little concert. And, you know, like, I just oh, like something about that just always felt so like natural and so good. And, mm-hmm. you know, I would like play, like little performances, like for my family and things like that. And, you know, growing up, I always, you know, was singing in the choir in church or in school. Um, but I think when I really knew that I loved it was in high school, And, um, side note, my sister growing up was always known as like the singer of the family. Like she had a good voice. and like, if, you know, there was an event, you know, a wedding or, you know, a funeral or something like that, and they needed a vocalist, they would always ask my sister because she was Mm -hmm. known as the singer. So I was kind of always like in her shadows. Mm -hmm. Um, but when people started to realize that I could sing was in high school, there was, um, I grew up in a little place called the Slate Bell. Mm-hmm. And they put on a contest called the S- Slate Ball Idol. It was when I like American Idol was like really big. and It was for um, an organization to raise money and things like that. And, you know, there was three judges and I sang my first song. And the one judge was my high school music teacher. And she was like, Emily, she's like, you have been my student for so long. And I never knew you could sing like that.
0: Whoa. And I okay. was like,
1: yeah, she's like, why have you never? Like, put yourself out there for, like, solos and things like that. And it just was never a thought to me to do that, you know? <laughs> so I feel like yeah. at that point is when it was kind of the turning point. Like, okay, like, I want to do this more. Um, so, but, you so know, it that, that age, in... kind of hard.
0: Yeah, so it was that encouragement uh, originally. Uh, so did you have any Did you have any formal training other than choir classes or things like that? Any private lessons uh, at this Not time?
1: at that age, no, no. Huh.
0: You just had natural talent for singing. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're I guess, yeah. Um, it, it was just fun. always
1: something that I loved. And, you know, I would sing all the time in the shower, you know, in my room. Or it was just always something that was a part of my daily life. I was never not singing or listening to music. It was That's just awesome. always
0: something that I had to do. That is awesome. Uh, a Walkman and a disc man. You're starting to date yourself uh, there. But, i
1: uh, know I, remember, I know but
0: that's how <laughs> yeah that's how it started out i remember i remember walkmans and i remember my disc man i oh god i i must uh i must have destroyed my disc man i took it everywhere everywhere me with too. me too and and i always had something playing in it whether it was nirvana metallica uh allison mm-hmm. chain Soundgarden, something of the era and uh music was my constant companion. I loved it. And uh
1: hundred percent.
0: S- sounds like that was uh that was you as well. Now, uh t- take us back. You you go into high school and anything. Any thoughts about recording at this time or was it just kind of for fun at this point?
1: None. I mean it was always like the dream of like, you know, being a superstar and you know, things like that. But at that point in my life, I had never thought about, you know, writing my own music, or I mean, I would write things, but I would never, like, keep a journal and, like, kind of make them lyrics and melodies, but never at that point had I considered can I really do this as a career? Like, it was just always like, this is something I really love doing, and I know I can't live without it.
0: Right, right, that's, and, and I think it's that love that keeps musicians going. I think it's that love that keeps artists going, uh, despite, I mean, I've played Mm -hmm. empty rooms. I've played little bars. I've played, you know, just in front of nobody, but it's because you love to do it. It's not because, Oh, well I'm, you know, look at, there's nobody here. It's because you love being on stage. And I think if you don't have that internally and you're doing something just to get famous for the sake of being famous, it's never going to happen. You're in it
1: for all the wrong reasons.
0: Exactly exactly it's got to be for the passion of the music and enjoying what you do because that gets you through the hard times you know and it becomes and it becomes music music is not just something you do it's not just something you uh work on from time to time it's your life it's it surrounds you it's like the force you know like yoda Mm -hmm. (laughs) the force surrounds you it's around you yeah it's in every tree every rock Every piece of, every piece of dirt, um, terrible Yoda there, but it, it is, it is like music is everywhere for those types of people. And those are the types of people that really succeed, uh, that I think in my opinion, because of the joy. Now <clears throat> you go into, you, you, basically your life kind of follows from what I understand and tell me if I'm wrong. Follows kind of a typical, <laughs> yes, you will. You, you'll let me know in no uncertain terms if I'm wrong. Um Your life follows kind of a typical pattern after that you uh go go through school you get a job uh, get married kind of all that stuff they they want you to do mm-hmm. uh was music a music was your companion at this time, but were you thinking about taking it to the next level or were you just kind of living life at this point and uh, doing I the best mean, you can so
1: through through this whole like transition being like a kid and adult I was always trying to sing with either a band or another person
0: because
1: I had a guitar but if you know me um in real life I have the smallest hands so the guitar that my parents got me for my birthday was very difficult to play with like the way that like how small my hands were so I would try it, and then I would, like, give up, and I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, it's cool. Like, I can find someone else who will play guitar for me, and everything will be okay. Mm -hmm. So I would, like, find someone, and then things would go well, and then, you know, it wouldn't work out. It was always something that was happening that was, like, preventing me from, you know, playing gigs or whatever. But I was determined to not ever let it stop me. I was like, there has to be... Somewhere out, someone out there somewhere that will help me live my dream. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, w- I was always, I was always trying to make it work, and you know, then like you said, like we to school, and I kind of put it on, on the back burner, and then I would try again, and then you know, something else would come up, and then I would put it back down again, and then finally, at this point, I'm married. I am, you know, twenty some years old, and in the mid twenties, and I was like, you know what? If no one else is going to help me. I'm going to do it myself because the mm-hmm. only person you can really rely on is yourself. Oh, yeah. So I picked up, I picked up my guitar again. that I got when I was 15 years old and I was now determined, I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to be able to do this myself. And mm-hmm. so I did, I, and I practiced and I got better and I learned, you know, simple songs with, you know, like two or three chords. And then, you know, I progressed and got better and better and better. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, then my husband at the time got me my Martin guitar, because oh. um, he, yes, um, he actually worked for Martin at the time. So oh, cool. um, so for my birthday, he got me the Martin guitar that I play now, mm. um, and, you mm. know, so it was an upgrade for me, and I was excited, so I played it more, and, you know, I was like, all right, like, I'm going to do this myself.
0: Right. So, okay, let's, uh, okay, so your husband... We we don't want to uh-huh. we, we don't want to jump on this too much. Uh, first of all, by the way, just an aside, you are right. If nobody's going to do it for you, you got to do it yourself. When you start doing it yourself, people start coming to you. I've noticed. Yes, uh, that's the way it was with Indie Star Radio. It was me. Uh, I used to mm-hmm. do everything. And then Ash came, and she took over a lot of responsibilities, and that really helped me out. And now Noelle's with us, and she is full of great ideas. And, you know, I've had help along the way, Justin and other people. Uh, you know, they come to you, but in, at first you have to be able to go it alone. You have to be mm-hmm. okay with going it alone and saying, you know what, I'm going to do it myself. That's what I've That's what I found. It sounds like you found that out as well. Um, yes. Yeah. A
1: little now, late in yeah. life, but I'm, I did it, so I'm oh, glad I was able to
0: do it. <laughs> oh, a little late in life. You're talking to a guy who went to radio school at 33. Come on, now, a little late at life. <laughs> as long as you're breathing, there is no, uh, there, there's no limit. As long as you're breathing, as long True. as you're above ground, um, you can do it. And uh, and yeah, that was when I was. God, I was taking my wife to a modeling audition and she, uh, and we drove by my buddy's house and, uh, we also drove, uh, I'm getting my stories mixed up. Uh, took my wife to a modeling audition, okay. drove my, drove by my buddy's house. She said, you should talk to him. And I said, well, we haven't talked in six years. And she's like, you should invite him over. We end up inviting him over. And then it makes me realize, hmm, maybe there are other things that I've left in my life left behind. <laughs> that, uh, that I need to revisit. And one day I decided, wow. I looked up, uh, looked up a radio broadcasting school and I said, Hey, can we, can I, can I have $10,000 to go to radio broadcasting school? And my wife, to her credit, she didn't know what she was getting into. Uh, she said, sure. And I ended up going to a broadcasting school, graduating and learning a lot. And, uh, that was at 33 years old. So you're nice. never too old Good for you. And, Thank you. You're never too old. You're never too and good for you, for for holding on to that that dream and for holding on to what you want to do, despite life. Life will try and take it away from you. Life will say oh, you wait. need you need to pay bills. You need to do this. I mean, I know you're a hardworking lady. You got two jobs or something, but mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> you still find time for it. Uh, life will try and take it away from you unless you hold on to that and you just protect it. You protect that dream and you make sure. You do what you can to get it going. Um, so, okay, we're going to go into a little bit of a, of a direction here because it's so important to your story as an artist. A
1: hundred percent. And I know exactly where you're going. And yeah, is, that that the breaking point of, of why I'm doing what I'm doing.
0: Exactly. Because, and I wouldn't mention it if it were just like a bad relationship, but it's so important for your life. And for your dream, that it's like I feel like I kind of have to in a way. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see if I get this right. Uh, okay. The husband who purchased you a Martin guitar, you would think is supportive, but mm-hmm. but but uh, one day you wake up and he ain't there anymore. Take us. Back well, to he that. was
1: still. He yeah. He, so he was still there at that point when I woke up. Uh Um, you know, it was a Saturday morning and I was still working a lot of hours just because, you know, we had just gotten married, you know, now we're doing the married thing and we're saving up to buy a house and, you know, paying bills and this and that. So, you know, I still worked a lot to do my share of, you know, paying rent and bills and saving and whatnot. So, you know, we wake up and, you know, he's trying to mess with me a little bit. And I'm just like, oh, just give me like five more minutes of sleep. Like I never get to sleep in. Just give me five more minutes, you know. Yeah. And he sat up and he's like, "I want a divorce." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "My God!" And I was like, "I was like, what?" Because I want to sleep. Oh my and God! Like no, he's like, you know, I, I think I think this is something we need to talk about. And I was like, well, obviously. So you know, I woke up and came downstairs and we had the conversation and it was kind of like his mind had been made up almost it seemed like for a while oh my god nothing i did or said um was changing his mind and it was kind of crazy and you know i'm like sitting in the living room and i'm looking at our wedding pictures that you know i hung not too long ago and it was kind of like so surreal and yeah. i was like okay you know, so he had something to do that night. I had something to do that night. You know, we tried to live as, like, it wasn't happening. And I was like, well, I was like, maybe it's just a bad day or whatever. And the next day he, um, you know, I woke up and I, he wasn't there, but I could hear him downstairs, and you know, laughing at cartoons or whatever. And I came downstairs to talk to him, and he's just like, you know what? He's like, I think I need to leave now. And he puts down his coffee cup, and he packs a few things, and he left. And I was just like, at that point, my whole world had been turned upside down. Everything that I knew was over. And, you know, I called my mom and I called my best friend and I called my sister. And, you know, they all were not available at that time to come over mm-hmm. to my place right away. Like, you know, when was at work, they, my sister just had a newborn baby. My mm-hmm. best friend was, you know, off doing something. So it was probably about two hours before someone was able to, to like get to me. So for those two hours, I just started packing all of his stuff in garbage bags Mm. and, you know, just, I didn't want to see any of it. And, you know, we talked later on that night and I was like, you can come get your stuff when I'm available because this is no longer your home. Like you left. So like now everything's on my terms. And my and I'll never forget this. My mom was still there, and I got off the phone with him. And my mom was like, "Oh my god!" She's like, "I knew that you were a strong person." She's like, "But wow!"
0: She's like, yeah. "That
1: takes a lot of a lot to be able to just do what you did." And I was yeah. like, "I'm like I'm like at that point I was in you know it's either the fight or flight mode and I was I was gonna fight like I was not yeah. going to lay in bed and cry Great. about it. I mean, I did. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I did, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, but I yeah. wasn't behind the rest of my life. Wow.
0: That, when I first heard that story, I was just like, it made my heart stop because, um, well, because I eat horribly, uh, whenever I hear something, <laughs> you know, it just, I, I have a 95% blockage in my left ventricle. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it, it made my heart stop. I was say, because, oh my God. No, 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 no. Um, you know, after my first heart attack, I'll eat better. But the, the 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 story here. Yeah. The story here is that you have this one day. I think it's so funny because what if you had give it in and been like, all right, just, you know, hop on pop and, you know, get it over with. You know, instead yeah. of wanting to sleep, how long would that have dragged it out? You know, he would have.
1: Exactly. Would have exactly. Release, I do like, you know, a hundred percent. I was like, wow. I was like, I'm glad I was in a really bad mood today because, like, yeah. you know, yeah. To this day, I still think about that. Like, what, what would have happened had I been like, all right, like, how long would it, how much longer would I have prolonged things? I don't know. I'll never know.
0: I don't really want to know. It would be like sexual blackmail, you know, Uh, it'd it'd be like, it'd be like, you know, if you, you want to sleep, huh? Well, do you want to ruin your marriage? I mean, that is it. That is so far out of left field. I mean, that is that that's past the bullpen in the parking lot. That's so strange to me. I know how that all came out. And yes, the strength that you have is incredible to to just <clears throat> to just go through that it, it's it's absolutely incredible I, I couldn't even fathom it like uh, it it reminds me of um, uh, my wife was divorced and uh, before we got married obviously you know we're not Mormons uh, <laughs> I'd hope but, so but but she uh, she was divorced before we got married and one of the things was as a friend of hers because I was a friend I was platonic. She was like, I need a man to help me move my stuff out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hmm. So we did this covert operation in the middle of the night while he was at work, getting all of her stuff out of the apartment. And it was so surreal to me uh, how a relationship can just break down. And and then the finality of moving all this stuff out and doing all of that, it's... It would, it would freak me out. Did you, did you have moments where you were just kind of freaked out? Like, I don't know what to do here. Like, the floor just fell out from under you?
1: A hundred percent. I mean, well, before he left that day, I said to him, I said, before you leave, I said, take down the effing wedding picture. I was like, because I don't want to look at it. And he did. And he took what little bit he had and he left. And, you know, so at this point, it was, and this is the crazy thing. So it was, like, mm. right after Easter, so, like, end of April, mm. and I just saw my family, and all of his grandparents were, like, let me, me see you, like, we hope you're pregnant, you're having a baby. And I was, like, yeah. We're come back. And then literally, like, a week later, like, this is all happening. And I just remember them sitting there, and I'm, like, oh, my God, it's the end of April. I have uh. to give our notice tomorrow oh to our landlord God. that, like, we're moving out of here because at the time I couldn't afford to live there by myself. And why would I want to live there by myself? Like that was our home together. Right. So, so for the next month I had to pack and sort five years of our life there together Wow. and, you know, get rid of things and go through wedding things and stuff together and figure out, you know, what I was getting rid of, what I was keeping, what he was going to get um, hire movers because I was moving on a Thursday, uh, um, you know, find a room and find um, a new apartment and still go to work and still do all of these things that I had to be while oh like God. keeping it all together. It was, it was a crazy month of my life. And, you know, I'm always thankful for my friends and family who were there for me and like, you know, kept yeah. me all together. But And you know, again, it sounds cliche, but music was what kept me going and kept me together. Whether I was in a good mood and it was a good song, or I was feeling really sad and I needed a sad song, or you know, and I needed something else, I don't know. Right? It was was there for me, and it always has been. And that—that was the turning point. That I was like, you know what? I'm going for it because there is nobody in my life at this point that can tell me no. Except myself. And Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to go for it.
0: That's awesome. That is awesome. Wow.
1: I wrote Me, Myself, and I, which was Mm -hmm. my debut single. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was all about, you know, the freedom of being you know in a relationship and kind of being held down in a way. But now, like, you have this, like, Nissan freedom. And it felt so good to be able to get this song out there, not only for myself, but for other women, Going through the same thing, or we're feeling the same thing, and then it got nominated for um, the, end of the year of the um, 2018 Josie Music Awards.
0: I was like, mm. "Oh my
1: god! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, we're doing this!"
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy, isn't it? It, it it's, it's crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, and I, I just want to say we're not going to touch very much on it from this point, but uh, I just want to say that's badass how you were able to. Thank you. To move from that and to use that as fuel um <clears throat> i have to ask about the martin does it does it have yes. any emotional ties of, it's still your guitar but uh, is there any feeling anytime you play it or is it just i mean is it yours now
1: it's mine um you know and it's always has felt that way and to be quite honest um so he <laughs> So he was making – this is – I'm going to sound like a terrible person, but, like, I feel like I'm not because, like, he did it to himself. So, like, when we um, separated and then divorced, Hmm. you know, he was still making payments on this Martin guitar. And here I am writing songs and, you know, getting photos with it. And, you know, at that time, he was still on Facebook. We were still friends. So he could see all this. And like I felt like every time he like I would post a picture of it or like, you know, it was like a big middle finger to him. Like, thank you for helping me get my career started. (laughs) You know what I mean? So
0: no, I love
1: my guitar. I still love it. And it's still, you know, the, you know, what I play every day and, you know, stuff like that. So eventually I'm sure I'll get a new one, but Mm -hmm. I'll always have it.
0: Right, right, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, it, it's it's a reminder. Uh, I, I guess it's uh, also music can, or musical instruments can hold energy, I believe. And it, I think that that instrument in itself uh, holds this energy for you, this drive, this passion. It makes you look at uh, that time and kind of inspires your songwriting, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, to have 100%. that piece. Yeah, to have that piece of... Your life. But uh, but but me, myself, and I, uh, let's let's not talk about this guy anymore. Uh, what a dick move. Um, <clears throat> me, myself, and I was produced by Andrew Shervak, who you've worked mm-hmm. with in the past. Uh, your first experience in a studio, right? Uh, as far as, as yes. recording? Tell us a little bit yeah, about that. Yeah, ever. Yeah, tell us a little bit so, about how I that mean, was. Mm-hmm.
1: I honestly didn't know what to expect. I mean, I had a relationship with Andrew um, from you know, being on the balcony with him. But like, this was now a different dynamic. Like I was no longer, you know, doing a show together. Like now he was an artist and what would that relationship look like? So, you know, it was very much different putting, you know, seeing how I came in with this acoustic song and then later how we built it into this, you know, pop ballad, whatever. And, you know, then, when we started building the music around it, the lyrics that I originally wrote were not fitting now the music. Cause when I first wrote it, you know, it wasn't sad, but it kind of sounded a little sad with like the way that the music was. So here we are, it's a ballad, like me, myself and I hear me roar, but now the lyrics aren't matching.
0: Right. Right. So
1: we had the music done and I was having not a difficult time per se right like rewriting the lyrics but I was having a hard time taking myself out of this situation and like rewriting yeah. it so we brought in Kristen and Dave from Big Tent Nashville um, mm. to help me co-write the lyrics and it was an amazing experience and so once we had music we had the lyrics now it was time to go and record the vocals and I'm like easy peasy like I sing the song all the time so not the case <laughs> Um, I went in, and you know, people don't realize how it's it's tough and it's work. Like, mm-hmm. um, but it was an incredible experience, and you know, it, it was definitely not you go in and you knock it out of the park and you're done. No, like, no. Nope. I probably did like three sessions for vocals, and then you do the harmonies, and then you have to get the feeling and the momentum and the emotion. Just so, like, so your audience is feeling what you're trying to say and sing. Yeah. So, you know, that was definitely a learning experience for me. Mm. Um, and not one that came easy, that's for sure. Oh, no. But, you know, then with putting out the second song, it was, you know, easier to go there because I, even though it was a different dynamic, now I'm doing like a sad slow song, it was easier to get where I needed to be. Right, if that makes sense,
0: of course, well, speaking with Andrew last week about his method, mm-hmm. he said he needs you to be in a place when you're in the vocal booth. It's like your safe place and, sure. uh, and and I think and I think Andrew was able to get that out of you, especially with your comfort level with him working on the balcony. You were able to have this comfort level, and you were able to work together. Uh, mm-hmm. and you were, you felt comfortable with it. And I think that helped you. And, and that was something we mentioned in our interview. Um, so this, uh, this song, me, myself, and I, it's a, I don't want to say it's like an anthem, but it's like this, uh, that this, story of self-redemption of coming out of, you know, and even a little bit of mockery, that little laughter about him living with his mom was that which true story. He was, <clears> by right. the way, well, he went <laughs> not back to anymore, his... but he... <laughs> yeah, was that, yeah, was that plan Was that you or was that Andrew saying we got to throw something in there?
1: So that was not planned. It kind of just happened. And it's, the laugh that came after that was not planned whatsoever um, that's the cool thing about recording and you're in the booth and you're kind of just like being yourself and you know things like happen or like if him and I were having a conversation back and forth, I laughed at something, and I can't even exactly because it was so long ago now mm-hmm. that i I made this laugh and he ended up catching it like he we were still recording yep. and when you're we like going back and listening to my takes, he's like, Oh my God. He's like, we have to put that laugh.
0: In. <laughs> that crappy son it, of a bitch. He, it, told it, yes. he told me about that. He told me about that. And keeps it was the mics kind of on. just like, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, it was like the icing on like the top of the, or, you know, the cherry on top of the cake, like you're back living with your mom. Ha ha. Like,
0: <laughs> I mean, loser. it's, so, yeah, it is. It, and, and it really fits your personality and the attitude I told you about when I saw that first picture of you, it was like this, this girl's got some, got some guts, you know? And, uh, and, and it does fit with that. And I thought that was very appropriate. And, and I'm, and I think it makes the song because
1: you're able to laugh at this,
0: you know, you're able to, to move forward. Yeah, sure. You're sad, but you're able to move forward and you're able to laugh uh, about it and, uh, and, and make something, make something positive of it. Um, so, were you really like shocked that it received such a good uh, such a good reception? And how was it to go to your first Josie Awards event in uh, 2018?
1: I was shocked, literally, because here I am, not knowing what the hell I'm doing with anything. You know, like with most people, just starting off, like you know, like doing the photo shoots and then doing this and that and uploading it and promoting it. I was just learning as I was going. So then the fact that it was nominated for a award, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> like, this is awesome. So yeah. it was, and it almost felt like, um, that was what I needed to like, like that was my sign. Like mm. what you're doing is right and keep going because yeah. you're doing like, you're doing the right thing. Right. So that was pretty cool. So it was definitely, um, an amazing experience to go to the Joe season you know, a lot of the people that were there I had talked to through the balcony. So it was very cool now to put a face to the name and um, very cool experience. Everyone was super positive. And, you know, I didn't win, but it was still very cool to be nominated. And I left oh, yeah. there with such a positive feeling that I was like, okay, I was like, I'm going to do better next year and yeah. you know I'm going to, I'm going to grow so then mm-hmm. the following year came and I put out you know my single I Miss You and then I did a mm-hmm. music video for it and the nominations come back and now I'm going to the Josie's with four awards so like four nominations <sighs> so I'm like wow I'm like okay so like here's the like, this is like growing and I'm seeing it happen and and that was so cool to me like wow
0: what a difference yeah. from last year yeah, that and and it really kind of validates your journey. Not that you need anybody to validate you, but it does. a little But it bit. feels good. Yeah, it like sure does I, it
1: absolutely yeah. does.
0: When I went to the uh, when I went to the uh, ISSA awards <clears throat> last year, uh, that was for me one of the most nerve wracking, anxiety ridden things for many different reasons. But one thing that was great was that I I met these artists who were like, oh my gosh, you're Alan Wayne. You're the guy who played me first. You're the guy who got me on air. Yeah. You're the guy who helped me out. And that was, I mean, the award was great and whatever, but the actual takeaway from that was meeting all of these wonderful people and mm-hmm. uh, getting validation of my work. As with you, getting the validation from the folks over at the Josie's that you yeah. were that you actually were doing that people were appreciating what you were doing, it kinda makes you kinda makes you happy you didn't roll over that morning, right?
1: A hundred percent. You're exactly <laughs> right. You're you're a hundred percent right. And, and and it's not about, you know, winning the award of course, obviously it's awesome to win the award, but just to have that recognition and validation that like my hard work's not going unnoticed means everything to me. And you know, I look back and think, my God! Like, if I was still married, like, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. That's right. Uh, you know, I might still be like trying to write songs and, you know, playing gigs at the local watering hole, but I wouldn't be. I would have never even dreamed of recording, you know, my music and then getting it played on, you know, radio stations and things like. It's it's incredible. Sometimes I pinch myself when I wake up and like I'm like, is this really happening? Like, am I am <laughs> I really doing this?
0: Literally you wake up and you're like, Ow <laughs> I, I guess I Okay, I, I don't guess... know about
1: actually pinching myself because it's
0: <laughs> but Early I think pictures.
1: about it. Right. You know right. and the yeah. Facebook memory thing, like you know, how you wake up and that's like the first thing I do, you know, your Facebook memories. And I go back and I look at what I was doing, you know, two years ago, you know, three years ago, and I'm like, Wow and like a lot has changed and changed for the good.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you should be proud of yourself. Um, you should be really proud of yourself because that's not easy. That's not easy at all to do all of this. Um, for somebody who is unencumbered with bullshit and you Mm -hmm. somehow through it all, excuse me, uh, morning after voice from, from the other night, (laughs) um, <clears throat> so you're you should be very proud of yourself. I mean you. incredible. I'm, you know, I I I just I admire your strength. I've always admired your strength. And hearing that story and knowing where you've come from. Yeah, we we had to get an interview together and I'm so glad that we've been able to. um, uh, so what's next for you? You you are an award uh nominated artist. Your music has gotten traction. Uh What's next? Which is bananas
1: to me. Like yeah. the fact that like it's bananas.
0: It's banana. bananas. B A N A N A S. Uh Yeah. It's so,
1: bananas.
0: <laughs> so so what's next? Uh you're you're on a good trajectory. What what do you what do you have? What what's in store for Emily Noel in twenty twenty and beyond? What do you see?
1: Mm, so much. Okay, so um I'm actually headed to the studio after um, this interview to upload a collaboration that I did with um, another artist. So I'm really excited about that. And with this single that's coming out, it's not an original, but it is um, a cover song, which I'm super excited. It is, um, it's a new sound for me. And I'm really excited because I feel like I finally found who I am as an artist, you know, Mm. and I'm super stoked for people to hear this new version of me. Ooh. So.
0: Intriguing. Yes.
1: Yes. So I'm not going to be the in the pop category anymore. Um, oh. I'm, I'm switching gears. Oh, so, to what? Yeah. So I'm very excited. So with that, so with 2020 brings a new music, obviously, and a new sound, which I'm super stoked for. Wow. So, yeah, so a new single will be coming out um, probably end of this month. So stay tuned for that. And then I'm also working on new original music with this new sound.
0: So I'm pumped. I, I'm huh. definitely pumped for all of this to happen. Wow. Now, um, I, can, I, I can tell you're the master of the tease because yeah. you're, you are keeping things nice and like, well, I have something new coming out, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Um,
1: yeah. We're just going to have to be surprised. difficult.
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't. You want to blend it out to the world.
1: In the past, I've totally blown my load, like, super early, and I'm like, all right, keep it together, Emily, like, build, you know, and that's all a part of, you know, the music business side, too, like, sometimes it's best to work hard in secret, and then when the time is right, you're like, bam, here it is.
0: Yes, exactly, exactly, and uh, you're not the only one who blows your load too early in this conversation. Uh...
1: Well, that's unfortunate. (laughs)
0: I can't tell keep your wife. Sa- I'm
1: sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God. Uh, the, uh, you know, um, uh, for once, Alan Wayne is speechless. Uh, no, it, yes! I, I, I uh, hmm. Yeah. That, that's why that's, <laughs> oh, that's man. exactly why we, it's exactly, I wanted you on the air. Uh, okay. So, Back, back to back to what I was doing there on track. Let's go. Uh, w- what I meant to say was the when I have something that I am anticipating to come out or I have a new show or something like that uh, to use the blowing load reference. I'm just like, yeah. All right. get yeah. Out there. ha, ah. you know, like like eight seconds in a peep booth. Uh, but but it's mm-hmm. like but but it's so but it is better to just kind of hold on to that information. Let it draw out slowly, and then hit people with it, and then yeah, it's just perfect. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, you got me, got me speechless. How'd you do that? <laughs> uh, so I'm really actually excited to hear this new sound, and uh, hopefully we'll be getting a copy to play, and you know we'll spin the hell out of it.
1: Yay! Thank you. I sure hope so. I, I you know, I'm really excited. Like I finally feel like what I'm doing is true to myself. Um, Mm. You know, and I found, you know, starting off recording, I wasn't, I was new to the whole thing. So I kind Mm. of like put a lot of the faith in um, Andrew and I was like, sure, i was like, let's try to be pop because I like pop music. But then, you know, after I'm like, I started playing out live and started gigging, I was like, I'm not a pop singer. Like, it's just not who I am. So I'm in such a years and, you know, I'm doing that, I should have been doing all along, but hey, that's why you learn, right? You know, that's exactly. why you grow and progress and things like that. Exactly. And, you know, I finally feel like I'm hitting my stride mm. and like I'm ready to go. And uh, yeah, i oh,
0: yeah, i oh, yeah. I'm like, really excited. You're getting pumped just think about it. You're like, don't blow your load, don't blow your load, don't blow your load. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're going Keep to. The
1: press, the press.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Baseball. Uh <laughs> I think about baseball. Uh we we're, we're going to an- anxiously await this brand new release from you and uh everything you have coming up in 2020. But where can people find your music? I want to give you a chance to plug your uh to plug your music and to plug uh where people can uh, look you up and possibly buy your music and enjoy it.
1: Perfect. So I'm not on all digital platforms, Spotify, um, iHeart iHeartRadio, iTunes, um, Google Play. There's so many other ones that I'm not even sure of. Deezer, I think, is one of them. I've never even heard of that before until I start releasing music. So really anywhere that you can find it on, you know, digital, look me up and you'll be able to find it. Um, so those places to stay connected with me are through my Facebook page and my Instagram. So you can find me at Emily Noel Music. noel is n-o-e-l a lot of times people think it's like you know the christmas or like n-o-e-l-l-e but emily yeah yeah, emily noel music um Mm. you can find me on instagram and facebook and i would love to connect with you and i love to talk to people so please by all means hit me up and you know i'm trying to be better with the whole like social media posting about you know what i'm working on and you know doing instagram stories and stuff like that so you know right. people see i'm a real person and you know i do yeah. dumb shit and go out and drink
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's endearing to a lot of people and uh it, it makes you it makes you a favorite for sure uh when people get to know who you are and uh right. and they and they want to listen to your music and i am really excited to hear what you got going on so uh we're gonna let you get to the studio here but uh any final thoughts for the indie star radio audience uh while we got you
1: you know i just want to thank people for taking the time to listen to this interview and you know kind of seeing a different side of me you know when people hear your music yeah they get an insight on who you are but i feel like now like they get to know my personality a little bit more like i'm crazy and dysfunctional just like everyone else in this
0: room. Oh, music yeah.
1: is my vice
0: <laughs> you know <laughs> that's good that's getting a good me through
1: have. that crazy um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so thank you thank you for taking the time to listen thank you for supporting my music and you know that that's really not why i do what i do but it keeps me going so you know thank you i appreciate absolutely. all
0: of you absolutely and uh, we appreciate you allowing us to share your stories on air and allowing us to uh to share your music. Thank you so much for coming on to uh, Indie Star Insider, Emily Noel. We appreciate you. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, this has been Emily Noel on Indie Star Insider. Check her out at uh, Emily Noel Music on Facebook and check her out on uh, Instagram as well. She's got some great stories. Thank you very much, Emily.
1: Thank you.